Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hearn, and welcome to season two of the Saint Friends podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. As we begin this new season of the podcast, we meet a new saint friend who could have and has had entire books written about his life. He's one of the most truly Catholic characters of Christianity to live before the 5th century. He was intensely focused on learning the laws and cultures of those who came before him, as well as the people of his time. But at the same time, he was constantly thinking about how the meaning of the scriptures calls our spirits to enter another world entirely. Oh, and he was the spiritual mentor of St. Augustine. Today, we're learning alongside one of the smartest people to have ever lived, a bishop and doctor of the church, and our new saint friend, St. Ambrose. Ambrose was born around the year 340, either in Arles or Lyon, France, or in Trier, Germany. Nobody's sure which one it really was, and all three cities will tell you that Ambrose was definitely born there. Ambrose was a child from an old Roman family that had accepted Christianity early on. Ambrose could name among his relatives and ancestors Christian martyrs and high-ranking members of the Roman government. His father, Ambrosius, was the prefect of Gaul, which meant that he oversaw the regions of modern-day France, Britain, and Spain, alongside another man named Tingitana in Africa. This was one of the biggest regions of the Roman Empire, and being prefect of that territory was the highest office that any subject of the emperor could hold, so you could safely say that Ambrose's dad was a big deal. Ambrose was the youngest of three children. His older sister, Marcelina, was about 10 years older than him, and would eventually become a nun while his brother, Satirius, would become a prefect and later resigned to help his little brother Ambrose with life as a bishop. Around the year 354, their father died, and so the family moved to Rome. Marcelina, Ambrose's sister, took a vow of virginity and became a nun, receiving a blessing from Pope and future saint Liberius. She then lived in the family home along with another consecrated virgin, and it's thought that this caused Ambrose to later have a special place in his heart for anyone he encountered who had made a similar vow. Ambrose's knowledge of Christianity, as well as secular things, grew in leaps and bounds. He mastered the Greek language through literature, and after completing his standard education, devoted his time to studying and practicing law. Because of his proficiency, Ambrose quickly found himself on the council of the Praetorian prefect Anicius Probus who recommended Ambrose to Emperor Valentinian as the new governor of Liguria and Emilia, the coastal region of northwestern Italy. A pretty good job if you can get it, and as an added bonus, Ambrose was going to preside over the region from a new home in Milan. He was quickly known in the region for his firm but gentle leadership, and virtually all of his subjects loved him. The big problem that Ambrose was going to face was that the city of Milan was at a moment of religious chaos, thanks to the work of a heretical group of Christians known as Arians. 
So the time came to appoint a new bishop for the region, and Ambrose, as governor, was called upon to preside over the meeting of the people and clergy as a bishop was selected. According to the legend, as Ambrose was giving an introductory speech about why they were there, a voice, and some say that it was miraculously a baby, called out, Ambrose, Bishop. The entire assembly repeated the call, and in an instant and against his will, Ambrose was elected bishop. It's worth noting that at the time, there was a lot of confusion about baptism. So, while Ambrose was a Christian in name and practice, he had never been baptized. Well, that was quickly remedied, and Ambrose became bishop on December 7th in the year 374. He was 35 at the time, and would remain bishop until his death 23 years later. I don't have remotely enough time to go into all the cool things that Ambrose did as a bishop, so here's the short version. He sold everything he had, or gave it to the poor, and his lands he gave to the church. He spent any free moment he had studying scripture and the early church fathers because he was lacking in education about all of that, or so Ambrose thought. And it was important to him that he learn so that he might be able to teach others better. He always left his office door open and invited anyone in to speak with him. He ate very little each day and only had a proper meal on Saturdays, Sundays, and the Feasts of the Martyrs. Every day, he offered Mass at the Basilica, and his Sunday Masses would have crowds flooding the square outside, hoping to hear some part of his sermons. They were incredibly practical, and his main theme was that each person, from Adam all the way down to the present day, had a unique message that God had given them to share with the world. He never wrote down his sermons, but others did by taking notes and writing things out later. Even as Arianism grew in Italy, especially under Empress Justina, Ambrose proved himself to be a master of the religious game of chess played across the Roman Empire, and at the end of Justina's life, Ambrose and the church stood proudly upright with no real sign of the heretical teachings in sight. He also refused to let another Roman emperor, Theodosius, even enter the church building until the emperor knelt on the steps of the church in public and asked for the people to forgive him for doing some pretty horrible things, which he obviously complied and did as Ambrose said. Moral of the story, Ambrose did not come to play. Ambrose even worked with future Saint Augustine, instructing him in the ways of Christianity and personally baptizing him when Augustine was ready to state his faith publicly. Ambrose died on Good Friday, on April 4th, in the year 397. The Bishop of Vercelli is said to have given him communion, and after swallowing it, Ambrose peacefully breathed his last. The church celebrates his feast day on December 7th each year, the anniversary of his consecration as bishop. Thanks for joining me as we talked about St. Ambrose. I wish I had more time to talk about all the things he did, but that's it for today. Just a reminder to leave us a review. Reach out to us by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on social media at saintfriendspod. Of course, you can always visit us on our website, saintfriends.com. Finally, we ask for the prayers of our new saint friend, St. Ambrose. May we see the wisdom in learning more about the secular world and faith so that we may combine those things and be better able to speak with others about what is true. Help us to find the message God has given each of us and share that message with the world so that we all might better answer the call to holiness in our lives. We say together, 
St. Ambrose, Bishop and Doctor of the Church, pray for us.